Hey, girlfriends, welcome back to episode 11 of the Girlfriend Next Door podcast. I'm your host, Dee Dee. Y'all, I'm so excited to continue this long overdue conversation about obesity. Today is going to be a juicy episode. We are digging deep and I'm sharing a little bit about my story and the complications that I've experienced and for the most part, am still currently experiencing with being morbidly obese. I did want to preface today's episode with saying let's not get nuanced when we are discussing obesity. I want us to focus on those of us who choose to engage in unhealthy habits that in turn have negatively impacted our health, whether we are aware of or choose to acknowledge the unhealthy habits or not. Um, As I've stated in numerous episodes, or maybe I haven't, I'm not sure, I'm currently 269.6 pounds. In May of this year, I weighed in at 283.6. I'm 5'4 for reference, and I'm bottom hourglass heavy. So most of my weight goes to the bottom, to my hips, thighs, my legs, my knees, calves, my butt, the whole shebang. So I know someone out there who's probably listening to this episode and might question the relevancy of me sharing about the negative effects of obesity, you know, especially putting myself out there, but unpopular opinion, um, I feel like we are glorifying, we're, we're in a day and age where we are starting to glorify obesity and calling it body positivity. And I feel like we couldn't be farther from the truth. Body positivity is necessary. It is a beautiful concept and a much, like I said, needed concept. But health is wealth. You should absolutely love yourself at any stage that you're in, but not at the expense of your health. Not at the expense of your health. Part of loving yourself is being healthy. Part of loving yourself is holding yourself to a high standard and being accountable for what you put in your mouth. And if it is not serving you and helping you to function at your highest, most divine self, then you have to we there needs to be some sort of accountability for that love yourself enough to want to be healthy love yourself enough to understand the importance of being healthy and taking care of yourself wholeheartedly and that is an unpopular opinion in my opinion that there is a lot of lack of accountability for that concept of understanding that health is wealth. I've been on both ends of the spectrum. I've been very healthy and now I'm very unhealthy. At my healthiest, I was 168 pounds. I was fit, healthy, healthy weight, very active, you name it. Now I'm on the opposite side and I'm severely unhealthy, massively overweight and lots of health problems that have been directly related to my unhealthy habits. So when I say I get it, like I mean just that, like I get it. 
a lot of times I feel like we tune out maybe um, medical professionals or maybe fitness professionals, or maybe even those that are closest to us that maybe have made comments about our unhealthy, you know, habits or weight. And if we're not ready to deal with that aspect, maybe the person, the, the deliverer, unfortunately, is overshadowing the mess, the message, um, the messenger. Maybe we don't feel like we have an issue or maybe we just, you know, want to deal with it. But in our own time, we can tune out those people because we may feel like they don't know what we're going through. They may not understand all that we're struggling with. You know, maybe we feel like that person is not pouring into us. Maybe we're not pouring into ourselves enough. Whatever the issue is, I want to have this conversation about my experience because I want it to be a beacon of hope for those that want change or understand that it's okay to love yourself. You should love yourself. You need to love yourself. Self-love is very important. But... It's also okay to say, I love myself and I still want better and be okay with that. It is okay to actively want more. It is okay for me to actively want to be healthy at the same time with loving my health and myself in the state that it currently is. The two can exist at the same time. And I've noticed that a lot of times people give you this either or option, right? Either you really love yourself and you accept yourself for the way you are and be okay with that, or you don't love yourself at all and you work to change it because that means that there's some, you have to change it. If you don't like this, then you have to change it. You can't possibly love yourself and still want to change it. No, the two can coexist. I love myself for where I'm currently am. I love myself enough to know though also that I don't like certain things and I'm okay with changing that. And know that it's okay to want better. It's also okay to say, I see someone else experiencing something and I don't want to experience that. So I'm going to actively work on making sure that I keep myself in a good state so that I don't get there. Or I may be slightly there and let me stop myself before it gets too far. Because if you want my other unpopular opinion, a lot of times I feel like when it comes to morbid obesity, obesity, massive weight gain or weight gain period, or just health issues that are related to, you know, our eating habits or our poor unhealthy habits, it's a very slow, gradual process. And I feel like even when the issues start to hit us, a lot of us are in denial. You know, we don't want to deal with the issues. So we sort of block it out and say, well, I can still do X, Y, and Z. So I'm fine. And then it gets to a point where I feel like even for myself, the issue becomes so great that it seems like an an impossible uphill battle to the point that you almost give up. Because now you're like, well, I'm this far going. There's no hope for me. There's nothing left for me. And I know for me, I have felt that many times over. Like, well, I knew my health was bad back then, but I didn't really care because I felt like "Mm, I'm still in control or at least I was under the illusion that I was in control and I really wasn't. And then I was at a point where it's really bad. I'm having all these health issues that I have to deal with. 
And now I'm just like, I'm never going to get out of this space. What's the point? So I really get it. I do. But just know that change can happen and will happen if you actively work towards it. So now that I've gotten all of that out of the way, I wanted to share 10 things that are negatively impacting me since weight gain. And I'm only sharing that amount because if I share everything, we'll be here all day. And I also want to say that it's okay to acknowledge negative things about yourself. To me, that's where self-awareness comes in. There's a difference in acknowledging things about yourself that you aren't necessarily happy with versus beating yourself up over it. And I probably want to do a future episode about it's okay to acknowledge the negative without beating yourself up. Acknowledging negative does not make you a negative person. Self-awareness is very, very important. And a lot of us also lack self awareness. But that is another topic for another episode. So let me jump back in because y'all have a habit of just jumping out, then jumping back in. It's just the way my brain works. So one of the first things that I've noticed since I've had massive weight gain is how quickly I get out of breath, how difficult it is for me to just walk up a flight of steps. It is very, very difficult. And a lot of that is because I am lugging around almost 300 pounds. That's like a 100-pound person strapping 100 pounds to each leg. That is a lot of weight. And the majority of my weight is in my legs. So for me, walking up a flight of steps, by the time I get up there, I'm tired. I need to take a break. I need to rest. And I need to just catch my breath because I just walked up a flight of steps that was really difficult for me to, you know, to do. And unfortunately... It has gotten worse with the more weight that I gain. The second thing that I want to touch on is that I've developed sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is a condition where when you fall asleep, you stop breathing. And if left untreated, it can and probably will kill you. It is estimated that 38,000 people die a year from sleep apnea. And I suffered for over a year undiagnosed with sleep apnea. I would wake up with a fast heart rate, feeling dizzy, feeling like I I couldn't breathe or like I was trying to catch my breath. Like I would wake up gasping for air. My equilibrium was off. I couldn't stand. I was very unbalanced. I was chipping over myself because my brain was literally out of it. I would be in a fog Most days I was falling asleep in the house, falling asleep in the car. I mean, it was really bad. I started to have all of these heart problems. My resting heart rate was going up over 100. Um, It was really bad at one point. Thankfully, I was able to go to a cardiologist and my regular doctor. Finally, I got sent to a sleep doctor, got diagnosed with... um, Sleep apnea, I currently have a CPAP machine and it is like night and day. I feel 10 times better. Anytime that I forget to sleep with it, I can tell the difference when I don't sleep with my machine on. This machine has saved my life. So if you are experiencing any weird things with your sleep, please see a doctor. Please. It is very important that you are breathing while you are sleeping. 
And also my pressure, I forgot to mention that too. My blood pressure was starting to get really wacky. And now my pressure has gone down because my I'm 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 breathing at night. I'm waking up refreshed and it is like I said night and day. The third thing I've noticed with weight gain is how expensive it is. My clothes are more expensive, my food bill, my medical expenses. Having a CPAP machine is not cheap at all. I spent close to $1,000 when I first got my machine. Plus, I have to purchase supplies every month for the machine. You have to clean it. Um, you, you can risk getting a sinus infection or any, any sort of infection because it's pressurized air going into your face, up your nose every night. So having being morbid, morbidly obese is very expensive. It has, it has cost me a lot of money, a lot. And, you know, unfortunately, that's the downside to being overweight. You don't realize how much money you spend until you're actually spending it. The fourth thing I've noticed is my sciatica pain in my right butt hip area. Um, it's severe. And I have flares quite often. So... Whether I'm working out or if I'm walking too long, um, like distances, standing too long, it's very debilitating. Very debilitating. So I have to make sure that I keep myself... If I start to f uh, feel a flare-up, I'll either sit down, try to massage it. If the flare becomes quite bad, I'll take medication for it. But I developed this pain about a year or so ago. The fifth thing I've noticed is the swelling of my extremities, like my foot area, my feet, my especially my left ankle. Like it's, I mean, I look like the Michelin man because that area just swells up. I can't walk barefooted anymore. I have to have something supporting my foot. And it's not because I can't walk. It's because I can literally feel my foot almost caving in. It's the weirdest thing. But I believe it's really because of my weight because I've never experienced this before. And this started about, I would say, mm, about two years ago. But I really, like, at first it was like slight swelling. So I kind of didn't pay much attention. I just assumed maybe I stepped on it wrong. But then within the past year or so, like from last year to this year, it gotten worse to the point that my ankle swells like a balloon and most days it's like that all the time and it hurts to walk and my knees are in a lot of pain like I can't really do lunges squats really it just hurts especially lunges they hurt a lot and I can't run because if I run then it's going to cause the swelling in my knees and in my ankles plus I can't run anyway because of the amount of weight that I have on me the sixth thing is um, my wedding ring and band no longer fit so for me that was a big deal because I'm very into my marriage and into my vows so the fact that I can't wear my rings for me bothered me I have purchased a replacement but I can't wait to the day until I can put back on my original ring and band just for the sake of being able to 
wear my ring and band. I haven't, I have not worn my wedding ring and band since the summer of 2019. So it's been a long time coming. The seventh thing I've noticed is that um, daily household chores are a lot harder for me to do. What would normally take me maybe a few hours to clean a whole house takes me days now to clean. Um, if it's not that I'm tired, I'm just in a lot of pain. I don't think people understand that there's a lot of pain that comes with being really overly, really overweight, like a lot of pain, just overall body aches. I can't describe it. Um, and I hope you never have to experience that, but I'm always just achy. My sciatic pain is always flaring up and I'm just tired and out of breath. So it's just my daily household tours, daily activities of living have decreased because it takes me a lot longer showering it's a lot harder because I can't reach certain areas and you got certain folds and it's just a, a whole hot mess. The eighth thing is the weight limit. I've become very hyper aware of the weight limit when I've gone, when I'm, when I'm out now, um, uh, about a year or so ago, I broke my sister's chair sitting in it. And from then on, I've been so hyper aware of my weight, how much I weigh, because I'm now past the threshold, in my opinion, of what they normally have weight limitations for. So I'm, and not only that, it's harder to fit in certain areas when you have big hips and big legs. So I'm very much so hyper aware of my weight, where I go, and I'm really not trying to be breaking <laughs> someone else's furniture. Like, I'm just not trying to do that. So I'm hyper aware of that. Um, number nine is risking chronic health conditions. Like for me, thankfully, I don't have high high diabetes, um, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or diabetes, or those sort of conditions. But the more weight that I gain, the more that I'm risking developing those conditions. Simply because I'm not eating and engaging in healthy habits. The last thing I've noticed is that I don't recognize myself a lot of days. Like I feel like a shell of myself. Like how did I get here? You ever do something and you're just like, I don't even know how it got this bad or to this point. And so that's not the best feeling in the world to have. A very normal feeling that I'm sure many of us experience outside of obesity, maybe other areas of your life. But it's something that I I definitely experience a lot of. It's like, how did I get here? And like I said earlier, sometimes my weight loss goals seem like an almost impossible uphill battle. And it's like, there's just no end in sight. And I'm just like, when is this... When am I going to get, when am I going to arrive? But the truth of the matter is, is when it comes to your health, you never arrive. You're always on this journey. And that's something that I've had to learn to swallow that hard pill. Like I'm never going to just arrive. I'm never going to wake up one day and say, I've arrived. Because even when I get to my goal, I have to now maintain that. I have to make sure that. I'm sticking 
and keeping the promises that I've made to myself. So I need us to understand that we're never going to arrive. I don't think we're ever going to arrive in life, period. Honestly, I think we're always going to be on a journey of self-discovery and self-awareness and account and self-accountability. And we're always working towards actively being a better, you know, healthier version of ourselves. All of my health issues that I'm experiencing are directly related to my massive weight gain. When I start to lose weight, when I'm eating healthy, when I'm active, the issues are there, but they're, they're, they're manageable and they're slowly disappearing. I never thought I'd end up in this space like ever, but here I am. You know, don't beat yourself up if you find yourself or currently are in a you know similar place. You know, you have the power. We have the power to create change. Small action steps can and will lead to massive changes. You don't need motivation. You need discipline. Discipline is what will maintain you. And discipline is what will move that needle forward. Discipline is what will carry you into the next level of your journey. And if you want my honest opinion, so will self-awareness but if and accountability. If you are not aware and accountable to yourself and to your actions and the choices that you make, then discipline is out the window as well. All three are going to go hand in hand. But understand that change will not happen, as I said earlier, overnight. It is a gradual process. You didn't get here overnight and you most certainly won't get to where you're going overnight. But if you stick with it, Understand that we all make mistakes, we all fail, we all fall off the wagon, you just get back on, you will reach you will reach the point of your journey where you can look back and say, Wow, I did it. And then your past can now be that past, that that healthy past of I did it and I'm here can be your motivation. When 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 the motivation does kick in, because motivation ebbs and flows, it comes and it goes. That can be an extra indicator to help you move forward, further forward in your journey. So, all right, girlfriends, that's all that I have for you guys today. Join me next time on episode 12 as we discuss, are you beating yourself up? That one is going to be a very good, juicy topic. I can't wait. As always, be bold, be purposeful, and be you.